going on, everybody? This is Pam with 2200 Taps. Y'all, thank you guys for sticking with me and what this mission's all about. We just wrapped up season one. We had some amazing guests talk about some real shit <laughs> um, that a lot of people aren't ready to share. And just the courage and stuff that it took for them to come here and do that with hopes that, you know, our listeners can hopefully identify and relate to, you know, that's pretty brave. So thank you. Thank you so much for sticking with us. We are now fresh into season two, and this season's going to be even more special. And my goal is to get more veterans in in the hot seat. And today I am joined with one hell of a veteran that I'm starting to really get to know and really love. He uh, he comes to school here at Media Tech Institute, and I'm going to put a plug in for them. Media Tech really helps us get to do all this cool stuff and hmm. find our niche. And No doubt. Yeah, when we're in a funk, we get to come in the studio and get our junk out, and it's so cool, man. Um, hmm. More about them later, but I want to introduce you, my very first guest for season two, Coach Rock. Rock, how you doing? Coach you Rock, doing? man, he got that voice like Barry White, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I asked Coach Rock to be here, um, you know, he was kind of sharing some stuff with me about his experience and his, you know, a song that he wrote that literally had me in tears. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Right <laughs> but Coach, do um, you mind introducing yourself to everybody? How you doing, everybody? Um, my name is Coach Rock. But before I get into that, uh, congratulations. Congratulations. You know, season two. Oh, yeah. You're Thank you, thing. man. Keep Thank proceeding. You. 2,200 taps. I love it. Appreciate I love it, man. It. Um, mm, where do I mean, where do we begin? So... Uh, I mean, who who are you? Who's Coach mm, Rock? <laughs> mm. You know, that's, that's really who Coach Rock is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the question mark. Yeah. Mm. And um, I kind of like the aspect. You yeah. Know? Um, it allows me to be uh, not not not. I don't want to say uh, in all places at the same time, but it allows me to be me uh, in all situations. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, Coach Rock is more as a person who can go anywhere and just absorb, you know, the atmosphere. You know, if if that answers uh, the question. But uh, for the most part, that's it. You know, um, I started music uh, right after, you know, the transition, me, you know, that we're going to speak about in a minute. But I love it. Uh the 2200 concept because it allows people like us who just coming out, you know, to really talk about who they are. And that's where Coach Rock comes from. Yeah. You know, he came out of the uh, the transition period. Mm. We all know that can be a really <laughs> shitty period for some of us. Um, so a little background about you. When did you, uh, what branch were you in? When did you serve? When did you get out kind of stuff? Mm, I left at 19, uh, went to the Marine Corps. Uh, I did 13 years in the Marines. Uh, I loved it. I mean, boy, we were out simple five, boy, I loved you it. You got a jarhead right next man. to you. Good thing you guys love us Coasties, man. Ooh. Otherwise, you'd be talking mad shit. Right Have mercy. <laughs> no, that's all I love, baby. <laughs> um, that's awesome, man. 13 years. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good, you know, and the beauty in it was, um, it captured all aspects, you know, which, you know, bled into the music. It captured all aspects, um, because I, I left as a young man. Mm -hmm. um, just adventuring into life. And then I came back, you know, 13 years later. I was for adult, you know, man, at that point. Um, so I learned my uh, entire, you know, early, you know, um, adulthood in a structure, very structured, you know, 
atmosphere, you know, we, the Marines. Mm -hmm. you know. So uh, it had ups, you know, it had its ups and downs. So and like I said, they captured all aspects, you know, uh, the good, the bad, you know, going away, coming home, you know, and all everything that you know is attached to both sides of those, mm -hmm. you know. Jeez. And then don't forget, you know, the doing process. So um, it was, it was, it was very inspirational, you know. Once you learn how to channel it, mm -hmm. you know. Channel what your service, like how everything was. Yeah, or I mean, cause, you know, once you come out, like you know, the yeah. switch doesn't just, you know, okay, back to well, hell no. Dude, let me <laughs> ask you this, cause I feel like we can relate around that transition. Oh yeah. Madness. <laughs> um, I know for me, when I got out, I felt like I lost my identity. Oh, I felt God. like I didn't belong. It's very dark. On top of other things, uh, which my story is in season one, episode three. Oh yeah. Uh, I but heard it. but. And you don't have to go into detail, like I said um, earlier, but what what would you tell somebody like, man, what was it like for you and what kept you going in those moments? Uh, it goes back to that Coach Rock quest. Okay. Um, it forces you to forge an identity. Okay. And uh, out of that, and, and, and forced means you got to go through something to be, you know, <laughs> to come out different. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, the identity concept, uh, oh my God, I, that was the hardest part. You know, I, I would take 13 years in the Marines at its worst point after 9-11 and compare it to the transition process. And hands down, the transition is mm -hmm. by far the hardest. Thing, That's deep, man. You know, you got to deal with it because, um, man, it's a, it, the longer you stay in, the harder it is when you come out, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's rare that you find people that been in the same amount of time we have, you know, did over a decade. Yeah. Now you back out. You're like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like a damn dog on the loose, right? Mm -hmm. So just being, getting adjusted to society, you know, this this way of doing things. That was my hardest part. Because I had no identity. Yeah. You know, you coming out as an adult and the world ain't going to wait for you, homie. There's, she keeps know. going. Hey, get in where you fit in now, but remember, you don't fit in because you're a thorn. Hey, yo, you bred to be a thorn, the most beautiful thorn you can be, mm -hmm. you know, um, given the military, you know, uh, structure. So everybody around you is thorns at that point. You, We all bred to be thorns, right? Mm -hmm. So when you come out in this velvet world, like, okay, you're you going to poke a lot of people the wrong way. That's a on. good way to put it. That is a mm -hmm. you know that is a good way. I had never heard that. So I I, ooh, I went through a whirlwind of <laughs> adjustment. <laughs> yeah. Put it that way. Um, I didn't say they quite tamed the beast, but uh, it was hard. Oh God, shit was hard. Yes. And yeah. you're and you're a family man. Oh hell yeah. You've got a hell wife. Yeah. Wife and three. Three kids. Oh yeah. And they've seen. They were there, right when oh, you, you were just kind of going through it. <laughs> Uh, that was all right. So, uh, my oldest daughter, only thing she know is the soldier. Okay. And me. Hmm. And my son, only thing he know. Well, my son is almost twofold. He he's seen the soldier transition and the identity crisis. Yeah. How old is yeah. he? He's ten. Okay. So he's seen more of the soldier, and luckily I was you know, I ain't gonna say luckily I was able to adjust quick, but. Um, He's seen more of the transition. And my youngest daughter, only thing she know is this side of me, which is I'm very thankful for. 
you know, MediaTek has a big hand in that part. So it's more than just, you know, coming here learning music. Um, only thing she knows is this side of me. How old is I'm she? I'm so grateful for that. She's three now. Oh, right? she, okay. Yeah. So she didn't. She doesn't know the soldier. You know. Man. Is that like a, like as a daddy, is that a breath of fresh air to know that your little girl didn't have to see that shit? Uh, yes. Maybe? Yeah. It's, and this is the other aspect, you know, the aspects we was talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, it isn't just going to war or going to combat or going to a deployment or going on a deployment, you know, that's the main focus. The main focus is the preparation of saying goodbye for X amount of time. And a lot of times you won't know when it's their last goodbye. So that weighs on you heavenly. Uh, once you, you know, you hug your kids and saying, you know, daddy will be back. You know, and you don't know it. Yeah, that's a question mark behind that. So you, know, you can't walk with true confidence with a question mark over you. You know, so uh, <laughs> just not having that weight when I tell her goodbye now is <laughs> it's like coming out of the, the danger zone. You know, every time. Like you're you're a hundred percent certain you're gonna. Yeah, be, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure this time. You're coming home. Yeah, I don't think ain't no two two threes around me nowhere. So yeah, <laughs> pretty good on everything else. Man, so you did 13 years. Right on. As a jarhead. Hoorah. <laughs> we talked about you coming back, um, knowing that you'll be 100% certain that you're going to come back to your family. Yeah. You know, without the weight of the world on your shoulders, mm. knowing that you're getting deployed. <clears throat> you don't know if the you're coming back. weight of the country, yeah. Right? So how is, how, now that you are out, hmm. um, <laughs> what's, what's, What's that after that transition madness? After the transition, um, it's pretty smooth after the transition because you start to, hopefully you done created your new identity by then, right? So then you start to discover literally a new world. Yeah. You know, um, people that go in and do maybe, you know, anywhere between five to six years, uh, the world hasn't changed so much mm -hmm. since you came, you know, since you um, came out. But over a decade and this, you know the, the way technology and the world and people is moving mm -hmm. you know so rapidly when you come out it's a huge adjustment phase so once you learn that curve when you come out um life is pretty good you know you find the biggest thing i would tell people is to find your outlet because you can't a healthy outlet yeah it, it's not gonna go away mm -hmm. you know that's that's a part of your a part of life that has been created. What's not going to go away? The that <clears throat> you uh, being a soldier, yeah, the soldier, me being a your coastie, just that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anybody, I got you. and you know, in, in uniform, I consider a soldier. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so coming home, you can never get rid of that soldier. You know, yeah. that's a part of life that you have experienced. So. Some, you know, some people, you know, have a lot of emotional attachments to theirs. Mm -hmm. You can't get rid of it. It'll never go away. You yeah. know, you can't remember not being in X, you know, X, Y, and Z. So it's a healthy outlet that you need to find. That's the biggest <clears throat> thing you need to look, you know, seek after. Now, with that, what did, because we're about to get to some really fun let's stuff go. here in a minute. But yeah, I have one, one, one got a few more questions. Now, let's go. Uh, yeah. Uh, in case y'all didn't know, we're having some technical difficulties, as they like to say in the radio world. It's all good. We and what we speak. like to say is that 
shit was just breaking on us. <laughs> so that was our technical difficulty. But um, I know I made a lot of lifelong friends when I served. Oh, my God. And yeah. I still have them around. I better know it. You know, some I don't. But when you see your, like, your battle buddies or your partner or, or whatever you want to call them struggling now that you're on this side of it and we'll get to like what's helped you what do you tell them or what is it when you see it in them is it like looking at a mirror like fuck i i see me or i mean that's just i mean that's what i've seen i'm like whoo that's some dark shit right there right but what do you how do you help them or have you experienced it or what's that been like for you i think the biggest inspiration you can be to someone is an inspiration. Show them this is what happens if you keep going. If you stop right here, it'll never happen. Mm -hmm. You know, you wipe that opportunity off off the table forever. If you stop right here, that's the end of the story. And stopping meaning what? And that's and the soldier and you shouldn't let shouldn't let that happen. But I understand the soldier and you pushes you to a certain places as well. That's what I mean, stopping by what? Right. Like when, when they choose to end it? Or yeah. when they choose to just go um, down, a, you know? Hurt themselves by any means. Got you it. Know? Because a lot of people hurt themselves because they want to, you know, they want to feel the pain that other people felt, you know. Some people, you know, hurt themselves because <clears throat> that's the last, that's the best option right now. Hmm. I promise you, if you keep going, you can be just like him. Or it's going to turn out just like her or them. That's why we as veterans got to be inspirations when we come we out. We got to help each other. Because that, that, that door doesn't close behind us. There's a thousand troops coming home on a regular basis. And I'm, I'm glad you said that because I feel like it's a movement. I feel like, and this is me just talking freely at this point, and forgive me for people that don't like curse words because I'm really trying yeah, to, I like have a swear jar, rookies. man. I'm starting to get a, I got, I'm trying to tame it down, you know, because that's what I want. But man... I'm gonna I'm gonna bitch for a hot second about the VA. There are some good things about it, but the one thing that I've seen here lately, especially like on my end, is that they're like that we want to help end veteran suicide and all this shit, right? Which is great, but then they start telling you when I was trying to file for PTSD, they're like, "Well, technically you can't because you didn't see combat. I mean, you didn't see combat." I'm like, define combat for oh, me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. like, define it for me. They're oh, like, yeah. you know, you shooting your weapon or you getting shot at. I'm like, that's not cool, dude. I'm like, other people's combats. Like, my my enemy was Mother Nature. 20, 30 foot, 40 foot seas. No. It's different. You can't just put people in a box. And I'm like, well, what do I got to do? He's like, fill out this stressor form. The thing is, you got to take it home and relive it. I'm like, bro, that's not fair. You, you want us to relive this shit just to like, no, I mean, you're good. To fill out a form to prove that we got something going on with us? You can't tell a nine-year-old female from Louisiana that she shouldn't be afraid of water. Mm. Because she's seen and survived Hurricane Katrina. Post-traumatic means after a traumatic experience happened. Mm -hmm. You have a permanent marker or a permanent dent in your brain mm -hmm. that cannot go away that easily right so just as there's certain parts of the body that can't be operated on the brain is at the top of that list what shouldn't be operated on mm -hmm. 
that dent that's in your brain is not physically there. So you can't physically fix it. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? So she associates water with rushing tides, people dying. Right. At nine years old. Now put that against your experience, that sounds minute. Mm -hmm. So post-traumatic, that means after a trauma happens to a person. I think what you went through is pretty damn traumatic. So, and that, that can be washed away. So, you but might imagine talk giving to that doctor and tell them. Imagine giving that nine-year-old a form saying you need to take this home and I relive know, right? that shit, just so we could I'm prove say you that it, you went so through you it. Say you've been through it. And I'm just like that. It yeah. blew my mind, and honestly, kind of sent me in a little bit of a tailspin last week. Like my depression started coming back, um, even the thoughts of like suicide. But I'm not. That's not on the table for me. Let me get that clear. That's a hundred percent off the table. Uh, but it just naturally started coming back. I'm like, what the hell is this shit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So A lot of decisions are made by people who hasn't experienced it or yeah. won't experience it. Or have, and they're just like, look, this is the law. I'm like, this is bullshit. Oh, yeah. But anyhow, I'm going to get off my soapbox. I just, I needed to put that out there because that's, that was my experience last week. Mm. And yet the VA is like, we're here. We got to end veterans. We got to do this. You know, we got to help people and this. I'm like, dude, you want to help us? Start by fucking believing us. Yes. Maybe. And I understand yeah. there's a vetting that process. I, I get there's a vetting process because there are people that want to milk the system. Totally agree. I understand, but let's put something different in place and don't I mean, fuck, like what do you do? So again, going back to what you said, it's like we gotta help each other out and start our movements. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's why I'm doing this, you know, twenty two hundred taps and and I know you are you're doing yours, you know, you coach your kids, football team, you're you're doing your music and and somebody needs to see that. That you are you are shining bright, man. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. Big salute. For sure. Um I th that came from a lack of, you know, uh throughout that transition process, I seen a lack of. And that really, you know, kinda fueled a soldier in me too. You know, hop in, take care of business. So <clears throat> it was a lack of role models. It was a lack of good influences. It was a lack of resources. When you were a little boy? No. Or, or uh, in general for these kids? And For the kids. Oh, okay. I, I, after I came out. Okay. And that lets me know that the mission wasn't, you know, wasn't over. Got it. So that kind of inspired the soldier instead of letting the soldier drive itself into, you know, a physical grave or a mental grave. Mm. So instead of letting the soldier take over, I, I used him to um, fight the fight that I seen when I came out, you know, the lack of. So for each department I seen a lack of, I went in, you know, as a soldier to head first, you know, and did my best. So, and it paid off. That's awesome, you know? man. So you can't get rid of it. Just learn how to use it. How did, um, what would have been the payoff since you've done that? Hmm, learn how to channel it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> Shorter days, for one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I peeled back on the. Um, <clears throat> I peeled back on the trigger a little bit, so now uh, I don't have as many flare-ups as I used to. So I sleep a lot. You know, a lot more. Flare-ups uh, like your pain. No. No. Or... Uh, environmental flare-ups. Got it. You know, this Got disagreement it. with that person. Got it. Yeah. So yeah. it don't go as far as it used to no more. That's good. You got a good handle on where you're at. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Media Tech. So. Well, I'll tell you what, that'd be a good segue. Let's What's do up? that. Let's do because it. Because I'm excited, just as you are. 
Um, we are, and I'm going to do a quick little backstory for these guys. Go ahead. We are at MediaTek Institute in Dallas, and they are, they used to be known, formerly known as the Dallas Sound Lab here in Irving, or in Irving, Texas. Mm. They had like musicians like Destiny's Child, Pantera, Steve Ray Vaughan, I'm getting goosebumps, look at this shit. Uh, Kurt Franklin. You. <laughs> um, you know, all these huge names passed through when they were in Dallas just to record. And they've since, you know, started all these programs so that and and programs like recording arts what we're doing they have the new acting program which tiffany volmer the uh voice of bulma from dragon ball z dragon ball, yeah. she spearheaded that she's going to be help teaching that she's here i mean you know we've got i like the, her energy she's amazing yeah. man she's yeah. so funny she too <laughs> um the hollywood makeup program i mean digital animation film if you want to be in the entertainment industry, <laughs> if you want to industry, be a star, you got to start here. I promise you. That. This is this is where it's at I'm because you know what? Star. We're all commingling, mm-hmm. right? Like if we need a music video, we need actors or film. We lean on those students and vice versa, and it helps us learn our craft. Just the next generation of the music industry. Oh yeah, the you do-it-yourself know? musician. I mean, shit, man, and there are amazing musicians that come here, and mm-hmm. not just musicians, but people doing film people that are going to be doing acting soon and so forth. So putting in a plug-in for them, if you want to check them out, go to mediatechinstitute.edu. Locations here in Dallas and in Houston. Um, Shout out to the Houston campus, too. Yeah, I feel like they're like the redheaded stepchildren, but we love you guys. Yeah, we got to go down there and show some love. But anyhow, so that's why we talk about Mediatech and, um, you know, why we're able to do what we do here. But with that, what, what, I mean, you've said it a few times, you know, MediaTek, MediaTek. So what has this institute given you? Uh, you? The keys to freedom, Mm. you know, and if you value your freedom, you will know that's, that's a big, you know, big concept. So MediaTek is my keys to freedom. And that's why I will, you know, uh, I will forever say MediaTek is highly recommended, especially if you, you know, uh, an inspiring artist. In your first semester, right? First semester. Very I'm brand first. new. Rookie status. And yes. already. Oh yeah. I'm, oh yeah. I'm not here to play. But it's our. It's already helped change your life in one semester. Mm-hmm. I w- I would even venture to say within the first few weeks. Oh yeah. First few weeks, I was I was hook <laughs> hook line and synced already. You know because uh, it allowed me to start walking in the direction that I know. Where my salvation lies, hmm. you know. So, and and coming from not knowing what I was gonna do next, you know, this whole identity thing, I've traveled a lot of paths, you know. And that's how I, you know, got the name Coach, because I've been I've been there, you know. I could probably say I, you know, I've been there in this short amount of time. Hmm. So, media tech allowed me to get that piece that I was hiding, that one spot that I couldn't. Um, advocate for in public you know which is what that thorn that soldier that 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 was a over a decade of my life that i had to kind of um not close the books on so much but uh come to terms with mm-hmm. and yeah you ain't gonna do that in, in a year or two no right so no um just calling that whole moment was 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 pivotal and i learned a lot and they can only come out one way, and that was through music. You know, and it, it took me back to before the military. So, that was my peaceful moment. Uh, if you know me, 
Shout out to everybody who do, um, <laughs> in case I ain't speak. Um, you know, I always got this bop. You know, I always, I'm always bopping. Um, so that's just the music. It, it's it's somewhere. It's a song on my head somewhere that's keeping me um, away from this physical moment. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, media tech. Now I get to come in and get that out uh, daily. You know, learning different ways of getting it out. And it's been a beautiful process. I love it. I love it. No, I heard um I heard a song that you created. <laughs> and y'all, let me just tell you, I I'm not hesitating to talk about it. I'm just trying to hold back tears here. Um <laughs> Dude, the like the beat and and everything that you were saying, like my eyes are getting watery. Like it yeah. just yeah. I don't, I don't play I don't that song think, that much because of that. I don't think, but but dude, like I, I you know cry, what it did I for me. To that song. You know what it did for me. But just by you sharing that, I was like, God dang, like I got a handle of hope that I thought I've reached. I got like you you, you helped me get more hope in my my pocket than I could have ever asked for just mm. by sharing that one I song. That. I'm serious, man, and. I, I would challenge you to maybe get ready to release it at some point when you're ready. Cause there's some people that really need to hear that shit. And I didn't know I was one of them. Um, so thank you for that. I appreciate it. I, I've um, heard that before. Um, somebody asked me why was I sitting on that song? I told him, you know, it was special to me and <clears throat> I, I wasn't ready yet. It's a timing thing probably, you know, but an interesting point that they, you know, that they brought up was uh, a lot of people need that. Then I then I looked at it as being selfish. Like, yeah, you know, a lot of people feel lonely. A lot of people, you know, hear things that they can't let go. A lot of people see things that they can't let go. So, mm -hmm. and they they treat it like a victim for holding on to that. You know, so. Well, I mean, any musician will tell you, like, when you make music, that's like making a baby. Oh, that song was. You know, beautiful. <laughs> and when you when you, it's like you don't know what it what it's gonna look like, but you know when it's mm. here, it's gonna be beautiful. Mm. And, Shout out to uh, Kurt McGirt, eight oh eight. Um, that was one of the first people I met when I got out the military. Yeah. And he gave me that beat. He was like, uh, he gave you that beat. He gave me that beat. No lie, I try my dude. best. Shout out to Kurt McGirt again, man. I try my that best. That is a to generous man. That Thank beat. you, Kurt, for blessing us with that man. beat because that shit was. Mm. I tried my best to pay him for that beat. I promise you that. And uh, he finally gave in. And I can show you the pay. He, he, he Is finally all documented? gave in. He, it's all documented? Yes, it's all, all right, documented. Then you're good. <laughs> he sold me that beat for $1. What? Yes, exclusive. No, 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 you know, no lease. He sold me that beat for $1. Like Just a so handshake and up. like a date to Dairy Queen dollar? Or no, was this paperwork. Like... I gave him $1. <laughs> I signed the papers. He signed the papers and we were done. And I created that song. <laughs> but, uh, dude. That song was personal because that was that was uh, he he seen through the mask because mm. during that time I was very active but no one knew my past, mm -hmm. no one knew where I just came from or mm -hmm. what I was going through. Um, I was walking with a cane at that time, and um, I had a lot of physical ailments going on, a lot of you know emotional, mental things going on, and uh, for him to give me that beat, it, it was just. It was perfect timing, you know. So now with that song, um, 
it's time for me to tell my story. And that story relates to a lot of people. God damn it. You know. Um, yeah. I mean, even if you didn't want to tell your story, like, one-on-one, you just, like, listen to this song. And that's the way you know I what I'm approach it. Thank you for saying that. That's the how I approach mm-hmm. it. Music lets me tell my story. Because I, I won't tell you. You know, anybody know me, I will not tell you my business personally. Mm-hmm. I will not. But if you listen to my music, you'd be like, oh. Yeah. That's why I talk about it. Other than that. But you know what? You're still getting it out. And yeah. it, but it was on your time. Yeah, exactly. And it was with, it was in a closed room. Yes. You and a mic, eyes closed or whatever your your setting is. And where you could really go there to get that shit out. Yes. And, um, and that's not selfish. Yeah. You know? When we re- actually, when we recorded that song, um, uh, my nephew... Uh, he actually a talented artist, mm-hmm. very talented artist. You'll be hearing about him soon. Shout out to Draco, um, but you'll be hearing about him soon. But I asked him, would he do it? And he <laughs> actually told me no at first. Like, so, and I was like, why? Man? Like, this is my nephew, nephew, right? My sister's son. Mm-hmm. So, he said because I won't feel comfortable, and he was like, because I know that's something that you really went through, and I don't want to sing on. You know, I was like, listen. I'm sharing this with you because you are an artist. Mm-hmm. Now, me getting my expression out is how artists help artists, you know. We mm-hmm. went through that part. But I just told them, give me everything you got and I'll take care of the rest. So I thought it was going to be, you know, a little timid on his end. But shit. That was him on there? Holy shit, yes. That's him. First take. I was listening to it and I thought we was recording. I mean, we was listening to the, the playback. And, um... No, he was He's actually the in there hitting it just like, you know, like he, the emotion he put behind it, I felt like he was in the trenches with me. I felt like he seen what I seen. And that's when I know I captured another true artist because he was able to see what I seen through words mm-hmm. without even being there. And the way he captured that, um, well, the way he delivered it was, was perfect, was absolutely Perfect. That that whole song was amazing. Now, real Thank quick, you. what was the title of the song again? Voices in my head. And um, um, yeah, voices in my head, Coach Rock. And it and and we don't have to get in deep in depth with it, but it was about your time in the service, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it was a perfect blend. And the way I use it is a um, you know like a paintbrush. Um, my true artists use different colors to paint a beautiful picture. Right. Right. So what I did, I took part of my past, um, part of the present. Um, well, a lot of the past, part of the present. Uh, not so much as the future, you know, because that's always, mm-hmm. you know, up for grabs. But right. I took a lot of parts of me uh, and put it all together. And that's how I came up with that. Uh, all facts, but most of it was military. A lot of it was uh, prior to. A lot of it was uh, during the military. Uh, and a few of it was after I came home from the military. I remember, yeah, I remember hearing a lot of stuff. And I'm yeah. like, oh, shit. You know, so, you know. There was a lot of reminiscing going on. I just put the Chevy in, <laughs> in reverse and just went down memory lane. Man. how And how healing has it been for you to be able to lean on that song when you're having your moments? Or has very, it? Very, very. Because, you know, I, I think about, whew, I think about my boys all the time. And I promise you, there's not one day that go by that I don't think about at least one of them. Mm-hmm. So, um we can't really have that conversation no more. So, you know, that's how we converse through the song, you know. That's amazing. Um, we channel a lot of energy, you know, that way. But That's awesome. Man, it's 
Very therapeutic. So with that, because the whole mission of, of 2200 Taps is putting music to people's stories, mm. you know, um, and this podcast is to have people like yourself to come on and share your stories, Big you know, with hopes that somebody can be like, damn, that's my stuff. That's my shit. There's a if, lot of them out there, man. There, there are, man, especially in the, in like, I don't just say veteran community, but a lot of people that have gone through some really trauma through trauma and yes. some shit you know stuff that they didn't deserve mm-hmm. as as a kid as as a child as you know there's so much darkness in the world like i feel like this is going to help shine shine a light through all that shit you know what i'm saying and that's that's why i do what i do and put music to people's stories because man someone needs to hear that someone needs to hear it yeah i you know? I felt selfish after, you know, I looked at it from that aspect, you know. Uh, actually, it was my manager who told me, um, I need to push that song. You know, I was like, nah, I'm not ready. And then she was like, there's a lot of people out there need that right now. Yeah, but it's, it's here's the thing. You have kids. And this mm-hmm. is the only way I can, like, make it seem somewhat understandable on how, how we as musicians resist to put our shit out there. It's like, these are our babies. And mm-hmm. we're not ready to share our babies with the world until, you know, when the world wants our kids, yeah, we're not right. going to give them our kids until we're ready to share them. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. And that's the only way I can kind of like make people see. And you don't have to be a parent, but like a baby or a child. Like mm-hmm. this shit was not easy to make. Right. You know, when you put your heart and your soul in it, because that's a lot of vulnerability. I felt like you know? it was time. Um <clears throat> You know, my recent decision to uh, start, you know, leaking it a little bit, you know, let a few people hear it. I felt like it was time because my confidence. Yeah. You know, that was the first, that was the biggest thing. You know, I come out the military um, trying to pursue, you know, a music career. You're going to kind of get the, <laughs> sure, you don't want to go back to work and look. You know, you'll, you'll get that a lot. I like, got that all the time. I got fired from my jobs. Uh, I couldn't fucking, do, I couldn't do it. Shit, I, could not I do think it. I'm on five now. <laughs> you know, I, I, I took a personal break. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get this working thing a break for a minute. You yeah. Know? So let me, uh, let me work for me for a minute. Yeah, yeah. It, it was not working out too well. I hear you, man. So, but finding this outlet, it was timeless. And well, I mean, not timeless. It was, it was, it was perfect timing. You know, because I don't think I was gonna last too much longer without. Something having a quick release valve, mm. you know, enough pressure. So, I'm gonna ask you one question, and I think we've already kind of figured it out. But I ask everybody this question um, Has music helped save your life? And if so, how? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, how is Mm, there's so many answers to that. <laughs> um, one, I, I would start with other stories. You know, every artist is inspired by other artists. So, listening to other people's story lets me let it lets me know that um, I'm not alone. That's that's for one. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of my favorite uh, artists went through something. The good, the bad, and the ugly, they all went through something. So, you know, that lets me know that it is a silver lining. 
But when it comes to me developing music or me, you know, constructing music, that takes me to a whole different place. Oh, God, it takes me to a whole different Shout out to Kirk McGirt again. Because his beats <laughs> allow me to just, oh, God. Um, <laughs> it takes me on my adrenaline roller coaster. You know, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down. Um, but his his whole concept of music, well, the beats, the whole concept of how he go about it is what I like, and that and that's what I appreciate. So uh, I know when I get a, a a beat from him, there's some thought behind it, and there's a concept behind it. So and that allows me to apply mine. Mm -hmm. So that's therapeutic to me. You know, hopefully it is for him, but I know it is for me. So. That's awesome. That's and that's that's what we're talking about. Is you've heard that quote from? Um, do you know who Dave Grohl is from the Foo Fighters, the lead singer? Negative. Um, drummer for Nirvana. Heard of. Him. All right, that's Dave Grohl. Right on. He has a quote that I lean on, and I actually had it in my elevator pitch for Crystal's class. And that's, you know, that's the great thing about music is you could sing a song to eighty-five thousand people, and they'll all sing it back to you for eighty-five thousand different reasons. Hmm. Hmm. I, mm -hmm. I like that. I lean on that because I like that. That that pair that that pairs up with the twenty two hundred taps mission, you know, um, because music ultimately helped me take suicide off the table. Mm. <laughs> it was music on top of some additional training, but it was ultimately music. Cause somebody decided, somebody to ch chose to share their story through music. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And. It's a story. And you know, you don't, not nothing to water down shit to where you're just rambling. It's a, it's story. a story. I would buy a book over a magazine anytime. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you don't even need lyrics. You could, like, I love, like, my guitar can make you cry. Hmm. I can make, make it laugh. I can, and you're like, how? You're like, just just wait. You'll hear it. Let strings do their job. Yeah, and vocalists. Even, you know, like, the like Christina Aguilera, her voice. Even though she gets a little crazy there. But... You know, it's just it's just powerful, man. It's so powerful. Let me ask you this: mm. you know, I'm new to the whole music scene, right? And so, confidence, mm -hmm. right? How did how did you build your confidence with as an artist? When I learned how to make my guitar talk, when I learned how to make my guitar express the feelings I had inside. Okay. Because it didn't have to sound right, and it was never wrong. It was what I was feeling, you know? Mm, but with that, but with that, like, I signed up for the next showcase, which, by the way, the next showcase is in Deep Ellum, December 14th, from 2 to 5 p.m. for Media Tech, and the students are going to be there. Right. Which means i got to get this podcast out before then. <laughs> but I know well. Um, I'm performing. And... I have not performed. Uh -huh. in, I have yeah, not performed in front of a large crowd in years. A little nervous, but I, I, I mean, it's fine, you know. Um, when and, you think of the word confidence, what artist do you think of? Somebody's confident. Yes, because that's the that's the spirit you got to kind of dude. I, you know, ask for in the moment. Man, the first thing that comes to my mind when he asked me that is that it when I hear about an artist being confident, this is just where my mind went. That it's not about being confident, it's about being vulnerable. When you're confident in your vulnerability, that's when you can just yeah. shine. Yeah. And I feel like, because it isn't, let's 
let's be real here. Musicians are divas. You know, artists can be divas. So when I hear confidence, I hear cockiness. That's just my perception. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong. But if confidence were in there, I feel like if you were confident in your vulnerability, you could touch so many souls. Right. When you're confident to know that you're not going to be judged by crying on stage or by sharing your story or by wearing a fucking dress made out of meat like Lady Gaga. Yeah. It's yeah, just, was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Sterling Steak for that one. I still understand <laughs> that move. But you know what I'm saying? It's like just when you are not afraid to be you, when you can take off that mask and just be you, whether it's yeah. good, bad, or ugly. Yeah. Dude, like this is me. And I think that's kind of where I, that's my definition of it. It's just that vulnerability, man. Yeah. Uh, it's not easy for a lot of people, you know, but when you can find it and you can you can use it your music can just elevate to so much more i think that's where the confidence comes from you know <clears throat> uh what they say uh iron sharp as iron yeah yeah you know other artists inspire you so i would say on a confidence level just hearing someone tell you you know i like that you know, or that sounds good. To me, that don't do it. I'm sorry. I'll, shout out to all, all my boys, too. I love y'all for that. But everybody <laughs> tell me, okay, you know, it sounds good, sounds good. You know, you should be confident by now. No, it doesn't work that way. It does not right? work that way. Confidence comes from um, preparation. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I wasn't fully prepared coming into music, you know, because, you know, for one, I was... Uh, marine before that mm-hmm. right so music wasn't you know in the top of my to-do list so just coming in and battling with that the whole confidence level because i see everybody around me good at what they do because they've been doing it for a while so it kind of hindered me releasing a lot of stuff so you're afraid you know? hmm? you're you're afraid to put it out there yeah yeah okay. yeah that's okay so and i was like man is this just another story or is this my story you know, so getting to that that level took a lot of, you know, uh, working on, on my confidence. You know, not just ha- do I have the skills, you know, talent-wise. Mm-hmm. It's can I deal with everything else around it, you know, if if, if that makes sense. Like yeah. performances, um, you know, just having people come up to you now. You know, you spent forever, you know, you spent years putting this wall up around you. And now, as an artist, you have to, you know, pull that wall down and allow people to come close to you, get to know you. Be vulnerable. Exactly. (laughs) So the whole thing just ties in. So it took a lot of confidence for me to say, yes, I want to pursue music. You know. That takes guts. Because there's there's a lot of judgment around music. Hell yeah. Like I said, there's a lot of artists that are divas. Uh, Not all, but there are some out there. Um, And it makes it hard for artists like us who just want to get our shit out there. Right. Um, but when you come, the game is to, very watered down right now. Yeah. Big fat. But um, big fat. <laughs> big fat. <laughs> but you know, it's just you know, I'll give you one last thing, and then we'll just kind of keep going here. So, you ever heard of the Almond Brothers? Negative. They, uh, they were a band back in the seventies. Uh, Ramblin' Man. Lord, I was born a Ramblin' Man. Negative. 
Okay, cool. I'll have to show you after this because I'm not going to sing it on there. <laughs> oh, no. You was halfway there, though. You might well um, finish that one. Yeah, I might need to edit that. Um, right on. One of the brothers, I met him in Chicago a few years back. And at this point, he had been an amazing guitar player. I mean, this dude is a legend in that community and been performing for years. I said, I was, I was backstage with them. Don't ask me how I got to do that, but it was kind of cool. And I was sitting next to Dickie Betts. Dickie Betts wrote Ramblin' Man. And he was sitting on the couch, swaying back and forth, just like Did us. you know that at the time? Yeah. Right yeah. On. Well, because I, I got connected with their sound guy, and that's how I ended up backstage, actually. Um, but he was kind of rocking back and forth on the couch, and I'm like, I'm like, are you okay? He's like, no, you know, my wife's been sick. He's like, but I get really nervous before shows. And I'm like, dude, you're Dickie Betts. You're like a freaking legend. <laughs> He's like, no, I get, I get nervous. And that really helped me put that into perspective about the judgments and this and that. Because you could be where we're at or you could be of a caliber of Dickie Betts and Willie Nelson. But the, they're still people. And, you know, um, <coughs> being able to still be a little scared to go on stage, that, that opened my eyes. You know, I love being cool. scared now. It was cool. I really love being scared. Because you can now. feel shit. Yeah, I'm like, all right, let's go. Do or die. Simplify. Run another mile. Let's go. So, you know, it, it, it gets my adrenaline pumping and I finna execute the mission. Yeah. You know, so I, I love that feeling now. Like, oh shit, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Saddle up. Let's go. All right. That's awesome. Well, I can honestly say that I appreciate you being here. Um, you know, are you, what are your, what are your, what are your plans right now? I know you're with music business. That's such an amazing class. And I, I brag about it all the time. I brag about Crystal. I love her, Crystal, I love her yeah. to death. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know how she does what she does, but she's like, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's really cool to see her just do her little drawings and this yeah, and that. And that's like, the definition of guru. Oh you my know, God. Like Crystal, that woman yeah. is, I want to put her in my pocket, pocket and take her home. I really do. Um, so, yeah, get with Crystal. Um, if you're here at MediaTek, she will guide you in the right direction, hands oh, down. Um, but with music business, I know part of that is funding your brand and oh, you yeah. know, what you want to do. Oh, yeah. And I don't know about you, but like me looking in the future, I don't I don't look in the future because I want to live in the moments. Right. So that was kind of weird for me to do that. But how's that working out for you? And what are you, what, what are you starting to find in you as coach rock it's right up my alley yeah I, uh music business that class is right up my alley mm -hmm. uh i'm actually <clears throat> i'm branding coach rock now um i'm actually going to brand it and i want to be able to filter off into different avenues you know i still got my football team i still got my boxing team um i'm coaching basketball track um all of those aspects music it's a lot of things I want to do, so I'm putting it under the uh, Coach Rock Cares program. And what you know, what's that about? It's my nonprofit organization, and that allows me to help everybody that I want to help. It allows me to help this kid, that kid, this parent, that parent, you know, this brother, this sister. It allows me to give, and I know just you know a thousand dollars to me is totally different from a thousand dollars to a homeless person, or. Yeah. A person in need or you know a family with no heat mm -hmm. things like that so yeah 
That's what my nonprofit is about. You, so you already have a five hundred one c three? Oh yes, ma'am. Are you working on it? Really? Oh yes, ma'am. Well, so where can people? Man. Where where can people find you? That nonprofit? What what website or put a plug in for you if you've got it up and running? The Coach Rock Cares program. That's the uh, well. Actually, I'm in the process to figure out whether we want with a program or um, foundation. Okay. Foundation. Okay. So that's all part of it. Right. Got it. Foundation, and that's the importance of uh, Crystal's class. Mm-hmm. My foundation allows me to do other things that uh, a simple program would not allow me to. Right. Because there's as, got it. Yeah. No, that's cool, man. And so, and and again. MediaTek's given us these opportunities to try to figure this shit out and kind of, you know, notch out our path on what we want to do. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the coolest thing I could have ever... I never saw that one coming, you know? It's if really you can cool. utilize um, <coughs> your surroundings, you know, you're always in a good place. Mm-hmm. So with MediaTek, you know, I'm here to handle business. Mm-hmm. So me being able to utilize all the resources I got around, that's why I say it was right up my alley. You know, you got the theater department right down here. You got the video. You got the music concept. And I plan on hitting each and every last one of those departments. Yep. So, yeah, I'm be here for a minute, homie. Yeah, me too. Burning we got a turn. few people. Yeah, some people, they, they graduate from recording arts. They roll into film. Yep. They graduate from film. They roll into this. And, and dude, they'll be at Media Tech for a few years. If like you are an artist. <laughs> If you if you are an artist in, in <laughs> Dallas and you're not here, if you haven't stopped by, you haven't just Googled it, you have done yourself a huge disservice, homie. Mm-hmm. Because you are sleeping on a million dollar uh investment. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not gonna say investment. Dude. A million dollar um, dream. I keep saying this is a golden this is a golden nugget, man. Yeah, I, I mean, like it. We got Elton John's piano right behind us. We got Brian Wilson's soundboard. We're recording this very podcast on, and all these platinum and gold records. Mm-hmm. And that's not to even mention the other departments and the stuff that they have here. You uh, know, it's ridiculous. Let me throw this in real quick. Um, my my oldest daughter, mm-hmm. and, and this is for the people who who listening who got kids. You know, so my oldest daughter, uh, she's going to come up here and tour the campus with me Friday. Nice. Right? Because she's into, um, you know, podcast and things like such as every, you know, teenager right now, mm-hmm. right? So she's into uh, podcasting, uh, video, uh, videography, actually. So as a parent, it does me a great justice in my heart to know that, you know, I can bring her up here to help inspire her. Mm-hmm. You know, not just send my kids to, you know, to this school and to that school. <laughs> To where you can actually follow your dream and be happy in life, you know, other than going to learn an occupation mm-hmm. that you have no desire for. You can actually pursue your career here, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's 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 a beautiful concept. I mean, that's a beautiful thought to have every day. That's And you can give she, her that. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Can, Uncle Sam going to give it to her. Uncle Sam? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm anxious because I don't have my kids yet, but... I'm hoping for that day when I do, I can be hey. like, you know what? Your college is taken care of. You're good. Better know it. And I know, like, now after experiencing this single media tech, I'm going to I'm gonna be that parent, like, you want to do what? Yeah. Go. Do it now. Let me show you how to do it. You want to do music? Go. You want to do interior design? Do it. Better you want to major in polka dots? I will love you forever. Do whatever you got to do, man. Do you think the world appreciate artists? What do you mean? Do you 
Do you think the world appreciate artists? Artists as in musician or entertainment? Artists. Like painters? Artists. In general? In general. Finally got it. Finally got it. Because <laughs> um, think about, all right, let me draw you a picture real quick, right? You got the people who get up and go to work every day, mm -hmm. right? Those are the uh, working professionals. Mm -hmm. You got the people who get up and, <clears throat> let's say, lawn care service, right? Yeah. Those are the other side of the working professionals. Those are my people. Right. <laughs> oh, you call how you want. <laughs> See, I cut grass too. But, you know, but just, just using that as a, from a physical label to a non-physical, right? Mm -hmm. from, from those perspectives. But then you got people who have a source of, not duty, but when that person leaves their job <coughs> and they want to go kick back and relax. Mm -hmm. <laughs> would you go talk to a construction worker or would you go talk to a, I mean, what would you go see a comedian or see a live picture painting? Or oh, to like unwind? Right. People yeah. go to the bars, they have drinks, they go to, yeah, yeah, I can see where right. you're going with that. So, yeah. it's the people who don't go to the regular nine to five mm -hmm. and sit and work on their concepts, you know, whatever artistry it is, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the people that's highly lucrative if you ask me well yeah you're finding more revenue streams to get that mailbox money and it's not even about that yeah because when you come back and kick back at the end of the day you want to watch something or somebody mm -hmm. right and it's normally a person who's a stand-up comedian which is an artist and they are right or uh, a television show mm -hmm. actors artists and they are right or listen to music, an mm -hmm. artist in its own right. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it's the people who express themselves. It's the people who, mm, I won't say move the world, move the planet, right? Because you just sit in your own shit all day. You're probably going to stink after a it's while. It's like we allow people to check out for a minute to just yeah. unwind. Yeah, that's the... That's the <clears throat> I think, well, to answer your question... Just out about being an artist. You need us. I think to answer your question, I think on a subconscious level, yeah, they do. They appreciate artists. Um, I, I feel like they do, but I feel like the ones that don't um, haven't learned expression yet. They don't know how to relax, man. Yeah. They don't know how to kick off their shoes and let yeah. loose. But then All again, artists is their their you know therapist. I mean, I don't know, but if you think about it, artists, no matter where you go, first thing in the morning when you wake up. I mean, a news journalist, that's entertainment. New, when they watch the news, when they listen to the, <clears throat> excuse me, the radio in the car, we're, artists are everywhere. Mm -hmm. Billboards. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're everywhere. Soft, and you know what? Computers. Because that takes an art to build, to be a software engineer, to build shit like that on the computers, that is an art. And I feel like it's all over us, but. Anything that you can do extraordinarily well. As a form of artistry. Mm -hmm. Anything. Anything. I think to some degree, I think people maybe maybe they don't just, they're so close to it, they don't see it. Um, Forest beyond the trees concept. Yeah, for the most part. Mm. But I feel like when you get immersed in this stuff, like we are, when you can actually, I'm going to go back to my analogy, making a baby. Right? It's you plant the seeds, you start collaborating with people, you know where it's going. But people are putting their own, you know, uh, sauce. You know, Nagaris is like the mm -hmm. sauce maker, right? They're mm -hmm. going to put their little bit of spice or a little bit of ingredient. 
And before you know it. Got the perfect drip. Yeah. I mean, shit. When you can be fully immersed on the other side of it. Like Jeff Dunham comes to mind for some reason. You know, he does the puppets. Imagine how much time and effort it takes to build those little puppets. To practice your lines. To know this. To... to but the whole ventriloquist world, like that, just blows my mind. But but for us, it's just a few hour show mm-hmm. on a Saturday night. But the amount of time and effort he puts into it, we don't see that. It's like doing the song. I was looking at that. I was crafting the song. This I don't know morning. if we went anywhere with that, but that's. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? We, we're, we're just, just going. Drifting. We're just drifting. Yeah, uh, it's like a song I was I was doing earlier um, this morning, actually. Right. So think about it. You don't know where it's going. You just know it catches your attention. And mm-hmm. for me as a as an artist, it's the beat. You know, just mm-hmm. the beat. And it catches my attention. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm starting to feel something. Mm-hmm. You know, and then once that, that feeling sends me to an emotion, that's my target for this song, right? An emotion. So as an artist, that's what the painter wants. That's what the comedian wants. He wants to you to laugh at the joke yeah you see what i'm saying they want you to be they they want that one uh, artist painter want that one facial expression it is he'll spend 10 hours to get one facial expression if you don't get it it's a piece of shit but if you do get it it's a work of art mm-hmm. right so it's it's artistry is real delicate you <clears throat> know? Um, well it takes practice it's like being a professional baseball player or football player i mean you still got to practice at your craft yeah. You know, J.J. Watt puts in how many oh, hours off the field? 32. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, in addition to his two-a-day or whatever the hell he does. But <laughs> but he, he he that dude is just magic. When he's healthy, he's yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think that's with anybody. You and gotta it takes put in on the, the Super Bowl real quick. What's that? And it takes on the Super Bowl. Dude. I mean, we are still technically in November. I don't. Can I be honest? I don't know. I don't know. And I'm very, like, still kind of res- pissed off about this Cowboy game the other night. I feel you. And, and real quick, because we're, we're about to wrap up here, but I need to talk about this. I knew it. I need to talk I about it. this. Bring it all to right? the table, girl. Let's go. So I was a Cowboys fan right when I was a little kid. Aikman, Irving, all that stuff, right? All those days. Converted to the Giants. Then I moved to Chicago, and I love the Giants, and the Bears really grew on me. I love the Chicago Bears. Now that I'm back in Dallas, you know what got me back to being a Dallas Cowboy fan? Dun, 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 dun. The fact that Dunkin' Donuts will give you free coffee the day after if wow. they win. <laughs> like, wow. no, sh- no shit, because I am a coffee junkie. So um, You and my wife. You oh and my, my wife, boy. You know what? Y'all ain't no good at all. What? That, that is, that's bad. <laughs> I don't care. My adrenal glands are way shot, so I I really don't care. But anyhow. Shout out to Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, Double D's, man. I'm not sponsored yet, but I will happily, like, you know, I love my Double D's. Um, (laughs) Take that as you will. (laughs) Anyways. And later on. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is what it is. (laughs) Anyhow, so watching the game with, with the Pats, and it was actually a pretty nasty good game. I'm like, this is like... That was a very good physical game. I was like, this is like, they're missing field goals. The, the the weather was shitty. Like, it was a perfect New England nasty day, right? And then all of a sudden, these fucking tripping calls. I'm like, when did that take an effect? I mean, I, I did, did not know that was a thing, number one. Number two, 
tripping calls. And then it's like the New England refs finally started emerging and it just started to look like a fixed game at the end. I'm like, what the hell, man? For the record, I'm going to just say I can't uh, confirm or deny anything. My wife is a diehard Patriots fan, so I'm just sitting mm. back and just smile and nod. So those you can't see, <laughs> I am smiling and nodding. And he's wearing sunglasses too, y'all. He's had sunglasses on this whole time, and we're inside a studio. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's you know why? I look around a lot, and that's totally due to the military. So, so to all my veterans out there, if you coming home and you you just like me, and you just looking around for every little thing that moves, mm -hmm. get you a pair of shades, man. Don't make us all look bad. Get you a pair of shades and just half at it, man. Don't worry about who looking at you or not. Just just make sure they don't see you looking at every little thing. Mm -mm. All right. So big salute. Thank you so much for having me, young lady. Yeah. I am so so glad. I got introduced to the 2200 Taps Foundation. For community. sure. So For sure, man. Uh, consider me subscribed for life, homie. I love it. I love it. And again, you guys can find me on 2200taps.com. That's 2200taps.com. Can you break that down for all, all the rookies out there real quick, please? 2200taps.com. For y'all regular people, that's 10 o'clock. <laughs> dot com dot com um and also on soundcloud if you want if you're enjoying these episodes make sure to go to soundcloud i'm on 2200 taps soundcloud subscribe that way you get notified or follow you get notified of these new episodes and dude let me tell you our next few guests that we have lined up oh yeah come check it out i've got uh I've seen your lineup i've got some crazy <laughs> dude i've got some good good people coming um, I'm. I thought I was excited for season one, but I'm even more excited for season two. Boom! So, thank you guys right. again. I appreciate you guys. We are signing off. Big salute. I swear we won't make